Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about how God heals with Mr. Jeff Thompson and Leonard Burt. Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. That felt weird. Because you ain't had no energy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you found out you're having a boy. <laughs> People don't even know we're pregnant yet. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. No, they no, do. Because somebody called and said, is D.N. Ayla pregnant again? Because okay. what you said on the podcast. Okay, but that, first <laughs> of all. I told you. Right. I told him. First of all, what Ayla said on the podcast didn't give away that we were pregnant. This it person, did. Because somebody called. I know. This person was just being nosy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had said something like with the next one or something. Yeah. And that could be taken anyway. But she was like, oh, are they pregnant? And then Karen was like, yeah. <laughs> well then how would they but, know that then? Yeah, but it wasn't confirmed yeah that's what okay. i'm saying yeah. okay we are pregnant and last night we found out we're having a boy another yep. one another so. one oh boy <laughs> <laughs> he's about to learn what it's like to be a parent now <laughs> well today's on, on today's episode we have one special guest and another you know okay guest I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the special guest is mr burke and then the nassos you know whatever um mr jeff i'm just sorry i just got this beef with you because <laughs> you keep telling people that you beat me and i clearly won no you did not <laughs> Yeah, well, I mentally you probably won. You know, we played a few a few years ago. I think I was in like eighth grade. We, a few uh, years ago, Mr. Jeff was over at the house and we played NCAA, and I clearly won, but he won't let me have the victory. So you did not win. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I I did because when the game... I was winning, <laughs> when your mom made you get off the game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I clearly remember that I was I had the ball and I was driving, so that's why I think I won. So you weren't you didn't on score, make the yeah. huh? You didn't make the bucket. He bucket bucket. Oh, uh, what were you playing? Football. Yeah. Oh, football. He wasn't going to score them. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this episode, we're talking about how God heals, and so we asked both Mr. Burke and Mr. Jeff to come on because they have two heck of a st- stories. Um, uh. I don't even know how to jump into this. Well, it might jump in after the normal format. What's that? Oh, shoot. How was your, how was your week? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was just like, oh, yeah, we go over how our weeks went. Well, how was your week? Who goes first? Ayla? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I was anxious all week because I knew we were getting results back about the baby. So um, it went fast because of that. And yesterday we had a really good day, I think, night. How did you find out? Oh, we went to, um, I'm going to plug your boss. Yeah, you ain't going to. <laughs> we went to a restaurant and um, we all had a, a meal together, like our all of our f- uh, immediate families. And then um, we had cupcakes made by one of Daryl's clients and they were really good. And so at the end of the meal, we all cut into the cupcake and we got to see um, a color. It was pink or blue. And it was blue. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I think was I was shocked. the only one that said a boy. Yeah, you're the only one. Did you say boy? Yeah. He didn't raise his hand when oh, everybody yeah. else yeah. said girl. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, how was My dad week? had said boy too. Did but, he? Yeah, but he yeah. switched it. My week was good. I went on. I went to Amherst, Ohio, and uh, to a school and uh, worked out over there. It was cool. Yeah, hmm. uh, probably they want me to come back on Tuesday. No awards or no like seminars, but because you know every week, oh, I got this award for me and this, that, and the third. And <laughs> you see what I got to go through. <laughs> Actually, somebody called me and um, oh, yeah. booked two seminars. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> my week was the same as Ayla's. Um, I don't think I was as anxious as Ayla. Like, I'm still trying to process the fact that Dez is here. Like, the first kid is still here. So, like, <laughs> the fact that there's another one on the way, it just hasn't, you know, really registered yet. Maybe when May comes around, when it's closer to, you know, maybe that will register. 
No. <laughs> when it comes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I haven't really, it hasn't really like clicked yet. So you got to realize what you have to do for Dez <laughs> times two. <laughs> Don't tell him that. In preparation, <laughs> you know. It, 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 it sounds easy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it sounds easy. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. oh, boy. But you, 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 you become a, a leader, a manager. Mm. <laughs> and you're young. Yeah. <laughs> you discover all the gifts God gave you. <laughs> it won't be exactly like the Des situation because you're literally with him all the time and I'll be home. So it, it'll just be because he has him At literally. First. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has him literally like all day, every day. Yeah. I was thinking, I was at the gym this past week actually. And you know, you, we was planning and getting ready for the, um, the reveal and i'm like if i had to bring both boys to this gym this would be insane like i could not you could do it yeah (laughs) you think so i've done it oh yeah i had three boys mr jeff i'm not trying to be like that though (laughs) (laughs) and i took them everywhere yeah (laughs) how how far apart are uh jeff and jonathan are three years and jonathan and jermaine are four years apart Oh, so they're all still, like, relatively close. Yeah. Wait, they were all in high school together? No. Jonathan and Jeff were in high school together. Oh, Jermaine probably was in eighth grade when they were yeah. just, oh, shoot, all power to you. <laughs> <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your week, Mr. Jeff? My week was a normal week. Let me put it like that. Yeah? <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's an... Okay, thing. <laughs> Go to work. I come home. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you went to the Ohio State game last week, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I took this guy who was in awe of the whole situation. <laughs> Dad, you was on social media acting a fool, by the way. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man, it was look. Cool. Everybody yeah. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor was like, I was wondering what Daryl was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like you really enjoyed yourself, <laughs> but don't. Don't feel bad, because when I took past it, that was his first time. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just as bad. First time in the shoe, doing my O-H-I-O, no. you know. And you was, had on all red. All red, baby. <laughs> he was into the whole game. That's right. <laughs> Halftime, everything. <laughs> I know you said that's something you really wanted to do. That's what, It was on my bucket list. Yeah. Check. <laughs> and they fed him. That's right. Yeah, that's what he told me. Oh, man. Twice. <laughs> going and coming. <laughs> I'm sick of people treating you like a celebrity. Everywhere we go, like even when we was at Gervasi's, you know, hey, Daryl, you're sick of people act, treating you like a celebrity. Like, like what, you, you what you got in that glass, that hater? <laughs> <in>? <laughs> Mr. Burke, how was your week? Challenging. Yeah, why is that? I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, just, I showed you those pictures, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I want you to explain, like, that if you can. Like that, because that's, I've never seen anything like that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> and it was me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you know what, you can get into your story, but it, it, it all started mm-hmm. when I first got a checkup mm-hmm. when I was 48. Okay. And they found a carcinoma in my lung. Mm-hmm. It bled out. I ended up in hospice for about three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they turned the lights that they did the reverse Motel Six on me, mm. but um, God healed it, mm-hmm. and I came out. But in the process, they shot my kidney out with some gadolinium. Oh wow! And um, the the uh, process was was slow. I went back to work after rehab. Mm-hmm. I worked for two years, and I finally started to accumulate water. Mm. So everybody said, you know what, you're going on dialysis. But uh, my mind told me, mm-hmm. you know, God's going to take care of this, mm-hmm. but in his own time. Yeah. And um, I, I was with a coworker, and everybody kept telling me, go to dialysis, go to dialysis, and I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And finally she came out of the blue, and she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And, and my daughter's a nurse, but I don't listen to her because I know her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, she said, 
you know, but it ain't it ain't that bad, but you need it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I knew him. I worked with him, mm-hmm. but I didn't know her. I didn't. I don't even remember remember her name. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I prayed about it, and mm-hmm. God confirmed it. Mm-hmm. And so, I <clears throat> I retired. After that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I retired. Uh, matter of fact, about a, about a month after that, after I got all my stuff together, and I went to Dallas is while I was still working, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I went at night mm-hmm. from six to ten because it's, it's a it's a four hour thing. Yeah, and I said I'm not gonna work and do this too mm-hmm. because. You know, Daryl's no. When you have storms, you got to got to go out of town, and you got to go. Either, either I'll get fired, mm. or they have to do some, mm. some some union flipping. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, once you do something, everybody else wants to do. Mm. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm out of here. So when you was going through all that, did <clears> you <throat> have, did you have any beef with God? Like, did you have any like moments where you like, God, why me? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because once you come out of hospice, you don't have a whole lot to be arguing about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I was in there, I didn't know how bad I was. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I didn't know I was in hospice. I was in Western Reserve hospice, and I said, I asked the nurse, could I... Um, go down to the nurse's station. She said, you know, you're in hospice. I thought I was in Cleveland Clinic. Mm. They moved me in the, in the under sedation. And I said, you mean to tell me Lakeshore is over here mm-hmm. and the lake is over here? She said, can you walk to that window? Mm-hmm. And I walked to that window and I seen the waves. <laughs> so you knew you was where you was at. Mm-hmm. And they kept sedating me. They gave me fentanyl. They gave me Dilaudid. They, gave, they wanted me to sleep my, my, myself away. And I... I I, I couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and talked to the nurses mm. every night. Mm. I slept during the day, woke up at night. <laughs> yeah. They hooked me up to the wall. So every time I got up, an alarm went off. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they tried their darnness mm. to put me out. Mm. You know, you know what's, what's fascinating uh, about, you know, both of their stories? Because I know, in, how long ago, because <clears throat> you was in hospice twice, years ago. Yeah. You was in hospice because I remember your mom coming to Karen and I were in the basement of the church and she told us, she said they gave you a few months to live. Mm -hmm. Six months. Yeah. And it just shocked us, you know, and you came out of it. And then was it last year, year before last? Mm -mm. I I was in hospice in 20. This is 2022. 16, 16. Okay. But then, again. No, I had a stroke. Okay. I had a stroke after I came from um, Habitat, what's that, the work trip. Yeah. When we went on an admissions trip. Uh-huh. I came out, and I was working, and I had a stroke. And then I lost vision in his eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they had gave you so many days to live, because mm-hmm. your organs were shutting down. Because I remember. I had, I had an ileus. What does that mean? The blood from my um, uh, liver, blood is fine inside your veins, mm-hmm. but it's not fine on your organs. Mm-hmm. And when it got inside my organ, I bled out. Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was going through a storm. I was leading a work, work crew. Mm-hmm. And it shut down all my digestive system. Oh, wow. And I had food in me, but it, w- it wouldn't go nowhere because my intestines would not work. Yeah. And they was, they was thinking about putting suction on my butt and sucking it out. And, <laughs> And and me, hey, the that, that, that didn't. <laughs> I, I know. I'm that, sorry. No, that, I mean, that, yeah. you know that you know when, when you in in the hospital, and they trying to save you, mm-hmm. they come up with some stuff, and you say, yeah. "Wait a minute." And, and you know what? If you're not a praying person, mm-hmm. you let them do it. You say, "Yeah, you know what, God, I'm ready." Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember <clears throat> we were um, Karen had called BB, mm-hmm. and. Um, We'll say, what can we do? And she said, you bring some food. But she said, Leonard can't eat. He Everything's shutting down. So you know, we didn't come in because I had a cold or something at that time because I knew your immune system would be compromised. And so we, we brought it over there. And, and she's like, he'll never eat again. You know. And um, we dropped off the food. 
And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm hearing Leonard got up and cooked breakfast. <laughs> you know, because the doctor said, the organ's shutting down, you can't eat. They told me that I wasn't going to make it out of there. And I told them, bring me a bedpan. They said, why? Because your intestines not working. I said, yeah. If you don't bring me a bedpan, <laughs> you're going to have an issue. Yeah. It's wrong. And that's when uh, my, 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 my uh, intestines, uh-huh. everything started working. And it they, 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 they started off with a cheese sandwich. They said, you pass this cheese sandwich. We, 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 we think about it. But I was on dialysis then mm-hmm. in hospice. Yeah. Mr. Jeff, what about you? Like, um, I'll let you go through, like, you know, <clears throat> what happened with you, but... When you was going through that whole process, did you have that question for God, like, why me? You know what? Not really at that point. I think I had truly trusted God in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And knowing what the scripture says, you know, you just put your faith in God and whatever happens, happens. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I just trusted him mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it was scary because mm-hmm. you, you don't had, know. You, you had cancer, right? Yeah. What type of cancer did you have? Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And something with your heart. My heart issue was two of my atrials shut down. Mm-hmm. But then when they started back up, they were beating almost three times as fast as my lore. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I found out I was going through a weight management class and they mm-hmm. did a test and they said, uh, you need to go to emergency. And yeah. I'm like, for what? I'm, I'm fine. And yeah. they said, no, you're not fine. And so when I got there, my heart rate was like 250. Oh, wow. And That's well over where you... <laughs> and the doctor's looking at me like, you don't feel that? I'm like, feel what? Yeah. And they couldn't understand why I you know, couldn't feel it. And he said, if you hadn't came here and you just would have went home, you probably would have had a heart attack Mm -hmm. and died because your heart was pumping at a rate that it couldn't sustain. Yeah. So that is, that's crazy how God placed you in there in that moment. And you got to figure out before it got to that point. Yeah. Like the fact that you were in the weight management class and they checked it is like, Wow. And the only reason I was there, because little Jeff was going through weight management. He's like, Dad, you need to go to the weight management. And I was like, okay. So I set an appointment and went. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have known it do you, at all. Do you guys feel like like these um, these miracles is because God had the, had his hands on you? Do you feel like God like spared you in a way in these circumstances? I feel God has a purpose for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if it's not your time, if it's not your place to go and he still has work for you to do Mm -hmm. and he'll make a way Mm -hmm. like i said because these things i didn't even know yeah so one question that i do have about situations like this is okay so you guys both went through these tough situations with cancer and then like organs shutting down and stuff if god is going to deliver you out of these situations anyway why put you through you know what i mean like why go through this tough time if he's going to just bring you out, if that makes sense. You're asking me or God? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Touche, Mr. Jeff. (laughs) I I like it and back to Job. Mm -hmm. God's trying to understand where our faith is in him. Yeah. And, you know, Job went through all the things that he went through Mm -hmm. because God was seeing how faithful he was. I'm I'm hoping he wasn't talking to Satan and saying... (laughs) (laughs) Jack him up. Check Mr. Burke and check. (laughs) Jack him up and see where they are. Yeah. I don't believe that that was happening, but I just believe he he knows his people. Yeah. And he wants us to continue to be faithful in the midst of some even trying situations. And I mean, sometimes even little situations. I mean, your your issue with your, what you had with your house. Yeah. That's a trial that God tries to see where our faith is. Do we believe that he is who he says he is Mm. and does his promises really mean anything to us? Yeah. Throughout this situation. And, um, did you guys have any family or friends that questioned God 
during that time? Like, oh, if, this, if God was real, why would he put you through this? Like, did you guys have any of those situations or any of those people in your life? My daughter is a believer. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. She said, pull the plug. <laughs> what? Really? She's a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner. She said, you know what? He's going to run up these bills. And we, we, she said, hey, you know what? Uh-huh. Sometimes doctors and the people in the medical field, mm-hmm. they face tend to wafer because mm-hmm. they, they, they have a, I don't know what they, I, I, I can't call it a God complex, mm-hmm. but they think medicine will take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm on the kidney transplant list, mm-hmm. but I still believe that God can heal my kidney. Yeah. You know- but, but you know what? Without nothing. Because mm-hmm. he's, you read scripture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the same God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, in his time, and he, doing, doing his will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he wants to, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, yeah. then he, he'll bring you home. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> we was talking about this providence last, last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. How far does that go hmm. if he made you yeah. and he instructs everything mm-hmm. and he knows every bird that falls down mm-hmm. and he, you know, he, he can, he can do it. Yeah. Will he? Are but, you, are you comfortable? Does that make you feel comfortable? Like living life every day and knowing that do you, does that like. There's a lot of people in dialysis mm-hmm. when they, when they get off that machine all they do is go home and sleep. Mm-hmm. I do everything that everybody else does mm-hmm. before I had dialysis. We even went camping, and I skipped. I said, one time I skipped dialysis. We, yeah. And, and it, we, we, we froze our tails off. Yes, we, we did. Went, we went in October and woke up, and it was ice on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we, we didn't go this year. because. Mm-hmm. This is the first year we haven't been in mm-hmm. a long time. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes when the doctor tells you you have something, mm-hmm. you hear it and you prejudge it and you, you roll it around and roll it around. You know what? Sometimes that clashes with your faith. Mm-hmm. The spirit and the flesh mm-hmm. is always at war. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I think we let the flesh rule out. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Just like that. I when I when when I got out of hospice, I had a guy from the church come and cut my grass. I won't mm-hmm. mention his name, but he was terrible at it, <laughs> and I fired him. <laughs> come on, Dad. No, no, no. he he started too early because mm-hmm. we we have a time limit in, in Garfield. You know, and yeah. and he didn't he didn't clean up behind himself, so I, I said I, I'm gonna do this. I did one pass and I sat down. Mm-hmm. Called my and it took me a whole day to do the front. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was encouraged. Mm-hmm. When the, when the Bible says David encouraged himself, you can encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can keep all the noise out, and now I can cut the back and in, in, in the front and run the snowblower. And no problem. I just redone my kitchen. What type of things do you do to keep the noise out? Because I know that's one thing that like that people struggle with. The one thing that I, that I struggle with is like the outside noise and what people say you can and can't do and what should and shouldn't happen and what God will and will not do. Scripture. Hmm. Scripture. Mm-hmm. When, 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 see, God does not change. And if he does not change, what's the variable in, the, in this whole situation? It would just be us. You. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wavering back and forth and back and yeah. forth. You say, you know, why am I wa- Time. That clock does not stop. And you yeah. sitting here. <laughs> when, Dang, when, that's deep. When, 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 when something comes to my mind th- this morning. At three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, which is my, the time I get up because I'm on I'm on the um, uh, dialysis machine at five. Uh-huh. I'm off at nine because mm-hmm. my day starts at nine. 
Okay. And I can do anything I want to do, but I'm, I'll get on dialysis first. Mm. I was shredding papers at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then I went to I, I laid down, and I took, it, took a bath because I, I, I can't get this get that catheter wet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I made breakfast, and I came to church. You know what's 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 interesting, and when when you say that scripture makes a difference, in both of your cases, you did what they said in James: when you're sick, go call the elders, and the brothers will pray, uh, either by text or you know out loud. We set certain times of the day where we all will pray together, like when when you had surgery and when you had surgery we knew the times through that day we all said hey at this time we're going to start praying Mm -hmm. and that's the importance of of ministry church family a community brothers and sisters in christ Mm -hmm. because of situations like this and and like i said we're our study in a men's bible study we're studying the providence of god and that's what made me think about you too because mm-hmm. when we're going through that, yeah. and I think back when, when Hezekiah, you know, was sick, he he prayed and he cried, and God says, I heard your prayer and I heard your cry. And he told Isaiah to tell him that he's going to give him 15 more years. And that is an example for us, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where the scriptures come to life. Because any one of us that we go through some stuff, yep. the brothers begin to pray. And that, that's the key to, you know, everything, you know, having watched Leonard go through what he went through. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember being in the hospital when they told him he was going to the hospice <laughs> the, the, that first time. And I was like sitting there going and I'm in awe because mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm at a point where I'm ready to tell the doctors, no, he can't be going in the hospice. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time he was at peace with it. And so when I began to have my issues, I always remembered him mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we, we serve a great God. We serve a God that, you know, so my first thought was, hey, I got to talk to my brothers in Bible study. And then I had to talk to my uh, pastor and, and, and team, mm-hmm. um, preaching team to let them know so that they could pray because the scriptures do, do tell us to go to the, the you know, to go to the elders and ask them to pray for healing. So, mm-hmm. and I trusted it. Mm-hmm. I trusted it. Did you have any thoughts at all? Like, dang, this might be my last time here. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, my granddaughter did, but yeah, you know, she cried like, Papa, you're going to be gone. And I'm like, no, yeah, I'm and, still going to be here. And God is not ready. Don't, you know, don't fret about it. So, and I, I could say, I, I, know the word of God and his promises are solid. Mm -hmm. He promised never to leave nor forsake us. He promised to be there. He promised if we follow through on what he wants us to do. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think about like myself. I don't know if this is selfish, but I think about myself and like doing things that I want to do on a daily basis that I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to do that because I mean, I'm scared of lack of where there's lack of trust. Like, one thing that I keep telling myself I'm going to do is, you know, because, you know, I have this gym is, you know, email these schools and these coaches and certain people or whatever. And I don't do it. And I feel like a lot of times I don't do it or some of these things out of fear. And we've talked about on the podcast before that I feel like this gym is a way for me to utilize my ministry. And so, you know, we came to the conclusion that if, you know, if I'm hesitant to do things within my ministry, I might be being disobedient to God, but hearing like situations where you guys are life is literally on the line and you have trust in God. It shows me that in little things like sending an email and being able to trust God in those aspects, I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't have those second thoughts. Well, the thing is with that is you, you, I mean, in everything, no matter what you do, the Bible says that we ought to put God first. Mm. Yeah. So, one of the things my wife <laughs> always tells me, she said, I don't even know how you're working. Cause I tell I tell people in interviews, you know, they, 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 they have these scripts that they, they give you when you're going through an interview, mm-hmm. you know, what do you see yourself in five years? And on this last job, I told her I was retired. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked at me and he's like, so, you know, what do you put first? I said, God, my family, then this job. Huh. And, and he asked me, he said, so God, your family and this job. So if we need you, 
I said, trust me, <laughs> if I died, you'd have somebody in this position within a week. Mm. So you don't need me mm-hmm. here. So, but my family and the things that God wants me to do are more important. Yeah. It's far more valuable because it impacts lives mm-hmm. for eternity. So, and I think we have to put things in perspective, put things in order. And, and that helps when you go through trials. I have a, a very good friend of mine who actually um, had prostate cancer. And I, I remember I, I showed the text to the brothers and he was complaining about God. Mm. told us not to pray for him. Mm. Why was that? Because he didn't, he, he didn't trust God because he got prostate cancer. Mm. So he felt that God wasn't involved in his life because he allowed him to get it. Mm. And, um, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to pray for you anyway, mm-hmm. because I know God can take care of this. And he, he, he went through, I think surgery and, he doesn't have prostate cancer anymore, but, and I, I shared with him after that, I said, but you don't know how many people of this group, because we have a group of guys that we went to high school with that we meet once a month that were praying for you, even when you said don't. Yeah. And God helped you through that. Mm-hmm. And now he gets online and talks about how God blessed him and things <laughs> like that. And it's like, okay, so... <clears throat> You know, I was going to I was going to ask, you know, um, something along that line, because a lot of people, when they get news like that, you have cancer or you're going in a hospice or uh, your loved one is very ill. They are they'll start praying. I ask people to pray. But what was they doing up until that point? And if that loved one doesn't make it now, they're saying God doesn't work. Wait, what do you mean? Was, what were they doing up to that point? What do you mean? I mean, did they have a relationship with God prior to that? Yeah. And then because when when situations arise like that, everybody wants to turn to God. Yeah. I mean, my dad my dad died of prostate cancer. So, and I, I remember when we got his diagnosis and it's like, you know, we be, our first thought was we need to pray. Mm-hmm. At least that was my first thought. And so we began to pray, but my dad never came out of prostate cancer. He went in the hospice and he died. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I don't take that to God and say, Hey, you didn't do what you were talking about. My dad was saved. So I don't have to worry that, mm-hmm. you know, I know where he was. And I talked to my dad the week before he passed and mm-hmm. I said, dad, how you doing? He said, I am okay. I'm tired of this. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Those was his last words to me. Mm-hmm. So, and I said, are you good with God? And he said, I'm great with God. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to go. I'm tired of this. I have a question. So there was these two kids in the area where the gym's at, and they got in a bad car crash. Um, one is in the hospital, and they're recovering and whatnot. But everyone is reposting their story, and it's like, oh, please pray for these people. Please pray for these people. Um, and then, you know, everyone, like I said, everyone is reposting and, and saying this. Do you think God listens to the unbelievers that might be praying for your health? Like someone who doesn't follow God at all, but there's like, oh, well, this person's hurt. Let me pray for him. Does God listen to those prayers? Who are they praying to? Supposedly God. See, I always found that strange because you, you hear any any crisis or anything like that. You hear people, my prayers mm-hmm. and thoughts are for you. Mm-hmm. So who are you praying to? Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that. We we talked about that last week because mm-hmm. the Bible, I think it's in Isaiah fifty nine, said he doesn't hear right. those who are not his. His, not that he can't hear them, mm-hmm. he just refuses to. Right. Hmm. I mean, that's what the scriptures say, and that's a hard, tough saying because you're hoping that anybody who prays to God, he's hearing them. Would that change if that unbeliever is praying to become part of God's family? Like, was he still? If he's praying for salvation, yeah. Well, we know that because you go over to the Book of Acts and and mm. the um, the uh, soldier who who Peter called to his household, Cornelius, mm-hmm. he was praying to God, mm-hmm. and God sent Peter to witness to him. Mm-hmm. So he hears that type of prayer. But when you're just praying frivolously and, and you don't know God, right? yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's funny in Isaiah fifty nine. This is how it reads. 
but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins had hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And so when they, when they, if they don't have a relationship with God, when a crisis come, they now want to God save me or heal me and, or a and family member, whatever. Yeah. Well, you, you don't have any relationship with me. Hmm. Yeah. I always wonder that. Cause there's so many people that I don't know. You really can't judge, you know what someone's heart is, I guess, but some people that under the, it doesn't look like they put God first in their life. And then they'd be the first ones that be like quoting scripture or talking about, Oh, we got to pray for these people and all this other stuff. I think we have to know who, you know, God says, God says, go to the elders. He is about specifically to say, is that why he asked the, right. Because you want to go to people who have a relationship with God mm-hmm. to be praying for you mm-hmm. because God is hearing their prayers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the key. So, you know, he specifically, and that's why the Bible gives you everything you need to understand where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have a church community and fellowship. That's so important. Because how many times that, you know, you you share within the church and you find out somebody else went through there, they give you a word, they give you a situation on how to go through it. I and, guess that's an example right Or at least now. comfort. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's that fellowship that we have on Tuesday night. I mean, it's been going on for 20, almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. This is insane. That's Which long, is insane. That's a long it, time. He's scared of our Bible study. Loki. <laughs> I'm scared of members in the Bible. Study. All you got to do is come and listen. And I don't ask like, questions. but I don't like just listening. I have to ask questions. Well, that's, that's, but what it's okay. Do. Oh yeah. I know. I'm, I'm fine with doing it, but you just don't do no drive-bys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a throw out of scripture and say, it means that and start going to it and nobody else is there. And we see, said that's a drive-by. Right. Because people are offended by the word. And mm-hmm. one of the things with that group is the Bible is our all, Yeah, you know, so, your opinion, your thoughts, your your will, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, or whatever you think oh, is don't yours, matter. don't matter if it don't drive. Because the scripture yeah. is what we, you know, yeah, we I've focus been, on. I've been corrected a few times. I'm like, oh well, I was I actually didn't think about it that way. And, and that's, that's why the Bible want. is important. Only one person was never corrected. One person mm-hmm. in the Bible study. No, oh. one person, period. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was say, there's someone had that. That had was it? Jesus. But yeah. the Bible clears everything <laughs> up for us. And that's why I say, so when you ask that question, I mean, I, my mind already went to, you know, Isaiah 59, because I already know mm-hmm. that God has spoken on that. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me, because I've been told, well, God hears everybody's prayers. Yeah, but he don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my... I don't know. Maybe my last question. Do you feel like when you guys were going through your situations, your prayers changed? Like, I don't know if like the type of prayers, how you prayed, did that change or did that all remain the same? You for You know, I looked for God to heal me or not heal me mm. or to be here and not be here mm-hmm. because it's only <laughs> you know, two, two answers. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. True. <laughs> Anything else is from who? Right. The devil. <laughs> and and when you look at it like that, I mean, we're praying. You know, I, I had a, I had a very good friend of mine. He was a, a, a excavator. His name was Jeff Chapinar, and, and um, he 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 used to drive me crazy on the job site because he he didn't care about all the heavy equipment. Never wore hard hat, safety glasses, nothing. Mm-hmm. He was just that guy. And I used to ask him, why do you do that, man? You know, I have to report that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know, so I'll, I'll get it. He said, but I don't worry about that because I'm saved. Mm-hmm. He said, so if that thing hits me on the head and I die, guess what? I get to go be with my Lord and Savior. I said, Jeff, I understand that. I do too. <laughs> but that would still be on my watch. <laughs> and I would have a problem. But I understood what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Like Leonard said. There's only one or two answers. Yeah. And oftentimes we, we look at death as okay. negative. Finality. But as Christians, it's the ultimate healing. Mm-hmm. So either God can heal me here or he can heal me there. You guys have, I would say, a, a, a large level of trust. 
Um, I would say compared to like m- most people that come and sit on this great couch. How did you guys get to the point where you trust God this much? Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. That's the uh, truth. And, and and you if and you if you've gone through some things, mm-hmm. you know, I, I heard a I heard a pastor say this. He said he was talking about worship. He said you worship based on your experience with God. He says, so you could be sitting next to a person whose house was torn down by a tornado, whose mm-hmm. husband died of cancer, who did this, and they're shouting because God delivered them through so many different things. Yeah. And then the person sitting next to them ain't been through nothing, and they're just sitting there. Why aren't their worshiping the same? Yeah. Because our worship can't be the same mm-hmm. when I've been through so many different things. But the one thing with me is God has done so much of the little things mm-hmm. that I count towards him. Mm-hmm. When I lost my job and they, and during them can tell those stories too. <clears throat> I've lost my job three times. Mm-hmm. I've been out of work a year and a half, mm-hmm. a year and then nine months <laughs> with a family to feed. Yeah. But pastor's dad told me something. He said, do you trust God's promises? Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? He said, he promised that he would supply everything you need to live this life in him. Mm-hmm. And he said, either you believe it or you, you don't. don't. And that first time I lost my job or I left my job, when I left the gas company, mm-hmm. I was out of work a year. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because now I wasn't at the gas company. I was somewhere else and I got let go and downsizing. I had just bought my house hmm. and I'm sitting here like, now what I'm going to do? I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, if I go to Walmart, I can't still, I can't afford this house. <laughs> and for that year, I never missed a house payment. Mm-hmm. Never missed my lights and gas. Nothing was ever cut off. Mm-hmm. And we had everything we needed, food, clothing, all that. And I attributed it to putting my trust in God and not myself. Mm-hmm. Because I kept saying in the beginning, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? How am I going to get this money? How am I? Mm. And then when pastor's dad talked to me, I said, okay, God, you promised. You, you, I prayed for this house. You got it for me. Mm-hmm. And then I lose my job. So you must have something better. But you see, the, the, the connection in it, that you was with the pastor. And, and he was able to tell you that yep. because you had a relationship with him. A that, person, that community. Right. And if you don't have a community and you go through that, so just like when you guys went through the stuff with the house, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to take you to a different level of faith. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every you time. Know, you know, it'll keep building. Like he said, every trial. I remember Daryl and Karen, you need anything? It's like yeah. you need benevolence. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good. And God was doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's one of the things that builds that trust. Mm-hmm. You know, it builds your faith every time you go through these trials. And like I say, they're not all big trials. Mm-hmm. So we don't always notice them or attribute them to God. I said, I know I said that was going to be my last question, but it's not. Um, do you feel like you have to put yourself in the position to trust God or does it just happen? Like, I think it, it sometimes happens. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes you, we, we put ourselves in positions and God <laughs> helps us anyway. But, yeah. like, but the, I, like when you was explaining, like, <clears throat> the two people that was worshiping, one person who hasn't went through anything and one person that went through something, if both of those people die today, will God judge the person that wasn't worshiping as hard as the person that was worshiping hard? If they're saved, no. Mm-hmm. You don't see that. Mm-hmm. God don't see that. Yeah. You know why? He put them both in the same position. You know, uh, that's where the scripture says that God won't put more on you than you can bear. Maybe the person sitting there is not ready couldn't, for it. couldn't re- what, right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. They might not be ready for what the other person went through. Hmm. They couldn't handle that. Jump off. Maybe the they were young in the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit. God said, no, because if I put that on them, that's just going <laughs> to destroy yeah. them. Where somebody, you know, we could put it to your dad and it, you know. I mean, everybody's at a different spiritual maturity level to be able to handle different things. Like I said, you think of Job. I mean, every situation he went through, he lost possession, Mm. he lost family, he lost everything. Yeah. 
and the response from him versus his wife were two different responses. And that's just because of the difference in spiritual. Right. His relationship with God was a lot closer than her relationship. Because he said, should we only accept the good from God and not, and not the bad? The bad? Hmm. He loves you. He loves all of us the same. Mm-hmm. You, you don't g- give him a little bit more. Than he, he, every, everybody's even with him. Mm-hmm. If you had to sit down with, if you, well, I guess you sat down with us. But, um, <laughs> if you guys had to sit down with someone that was in the same position as you, but they was on the opposite spectrum as far as like how you think, and they're believers, like you know how you guys had to trust and you were believing in God throughout the whole process. You're sitting down with someone that calls themselves a believer, but they're like, "Why God?" What would you say to them? Why not? Because you can't solve your own problems. Why not God? See, why, why do we come to God? <laughs> why does anybody come to God? Because they believe he can do something. Right. Hmm. Not something that I can't do for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more than just fire insurance, as they used to say, mm-hmm. you know, that I don't get to go to hell. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle and a mindset that, you know, everything is all right with God. I mean, he's in control anyway. Mm-hmm. There's not much we can do. And, 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 and you you got to have joy in the mm-hmm. situation because mm-hmm. you have no control over it. Mm-hmm. You you might as well have joy. You might as well enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. This is something <laughs> I say on this podcast, and I get grief for saying it. But I I mean it in a different way, but I'm just going to say it how I say it. <laughs> yeah, you I are, can't do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I say on this podcast all the time that I feel like I can't do wrong. Because even if I do do something that's not... In God's plan, like I get directed into where I need to be, and it's a learning experience. Why well, take what, the lumps? How do you? My thing that? is right. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is when I do something wrong in God's plan, you know, I, I can be, I can be John or I can be Peter. Oh Lord, <laughs> let me yeah. put it like that. I can be John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, mm-hmm. or I can be Peter, who he had to chastise all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do do you want to be Peter or do you want to be... No, absolutely <laughs> Or do you want to be John? In both instances, both are still the same. They're both saved. They're both with Christ. But do I want to go through that? <laughs> and, I, like, I was talking to him the... Or I think it was earlier today, but, like, after reading and seeing how much influence what you do also has over your family and can have over your bloodline and all of those things, it's like, I just, like... I don't want to even touch. That's that's like, they that's they issue, don't they? No, no. <laughs> it's just like I don't even want to go near. You know, so like it's just like no, I'm okay. I'm, I'll try to stick to <laughs> as much as I can. But think like think about it though. When you when you think about Paul, and he was been beaten, you know, shipwrecked, you know, left for dead, hungry, and all that, and and God was with him. You know, he he had a conversion, but he went through all that stuff. And and he asked God three times and God said, my grace is sufficient. How many of us can just you know? Are we at a point where we can just take that answer from God? He was like, my grace is sufficient or suck it up. You know, if you're walking with me, if you got faith in me. Right. You know, because only one disciple died of natural causes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah. On the Isle of Patmos. And and when you, you use Paul in that situation, I always I always say, you know, he he got that struggle that mm-hmm. he got, you know, and Paul said he he prayed three times for God to take it away. And God said, No, that's all right, you good. Mm-hmm. My grace is sufficient. But how did he get that? How did he totally get that type of of I don't you know, no one knows what the ailment was but, right, but it was it was given to him because of who he was and and what he stood for. And God, I think sometimes those things help us to stay focused. You know, Paul's statement that he would be content in whatever state he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of us really can say that? Yeah, you know. And then, like, well, God don't work because He didn't take this away. Well, I think of it. How many times you asked me for stuff, you and Tori coming up, and we said no. 
you know. Almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't give your kids everything they want because I wouldn't give you the keys to my car at 10 years old because you wasn't ready for that. You wasn't mature enough for that. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that we ask of God sometimes, he knows if we're ready for it yeah. or not. And it, it and, or if it's good for us or not. So is there a point where you just stop asking? Or do you just continue to ask? Like yeah, you still ask me for stuff, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but like, is there a point? <laughs> as far as like you though, is, you, is there a point where you like stop asking for things if God is like not answering it? No, because it, he said in James, he's like, I might be asking with the wrong motives, hmm. you know, and so he won't do it. Yeah, but do you? Is there a point where you get to like, okay, he's never gonna say yes, so I'm gonna stop asking for it? No, I have to get right because if I know him. I wouldn't be asking for the desiring the wrong thing. See, that's the key to when you see verses like, you know, um, trust in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, what are my desires in my heart right now? And do they align with God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they don't, then he's not going to give that to me. Yeah. How do you check that? Scripture. Against the word. <laughs> Against the word. I mean, when we think of, when we think about it, you know, what are we asking God for? You know, on the opposite spectrum, you can't be like the name it, claim it people who say, you know, whatever you ask in God's name, he's going to give you. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a true statement. And it's cruel. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think back to David when um, he sinned with Bathsheba and David went in prayer and fasting for the baby. But God allowed the baby to die. He didn't give David what he wanted, mm-hmm. you know, so he's not going to give us everything we want. And, and we never look at ourselves when something goes wrong. It was like, David, God, David was good with that, though. You know, I, I, and he I understood meet, it. I meet him then. Yeah. That's something that, like, I had been reading about David, like, mm-hmm. for the last, like, I don't know, month or so. Um, but it's something that I realized with him is that he was always good with whatever God chose at the end of the day. Like, he knew when he did wrong, and he accepted whatever God gave him for doing wrong. And he knew when he was doing right, and he appreciated when God gave him what he had. And that's something I noticed about him and his character, and something that I really found admirable about him as a leader. That sounds like David was it, felt like he could do no wrong. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> no, no. Nah. He, he, <laughs> no, David did a lot of he wrong. He did a lot of wrong. <laughs> he knew when he was wrong. That's the thing that was admirable, is that he knew when he was wrong, and he was willing to accept the pun. The consequences. The consequences. That sounds yes. like me, like what I, how I was trying to explain. So you, yeah, don't, but you don't mind the consequences. I don't. Well, the sword never left his house. Yeah, and that stuff that go on. So you got to understand that 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 trickles down. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that it didn't just affect him; it affected his his whole family and yeah, his sons, everything. Everything. I get it. Tamar (laughs) was raped. You know, it was some stuff (laughs) with our brother. You know, I understand. understand. And so why why do you (laughs) want to go through that? that? No, but like sometimes you make a decision because you think is the decision that God wants you to do. Did you check with him first? Yeah, but sometimes you did. Wrong. You check with did the you, brothers around you. Right? If you did, you seek many counsel. That's according what, to the word. That's what the word says. Oh Lord! <laughs> see, <laughs> y'all see why I don't jump in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. the, the one, the one who said pull the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? She goes to every appointment with me now. Oh wow! You know why? Because she was she went to college, and they they all got masters. Yeah, but you know what? You can think that sometimes you got more education, mm. and and you mm. know, uh, she, I guess that is and, important. And, and and she used to be a <laughs> transplant nurse. Uh huh. And see, mm. I, I was I was a little upset with her, but, but it, then again, I know her, mm. and we, we 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 talked about it, and she said, you know, the people I've seen. Because mm. see, I used to ride my bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, religiously. Yeah, I get up at two o'clock in the morning and ride downtown and back. Go down to St. Clair and. Psh, psh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will put a hundred miles on my car in the summer. That's all. Yeah, I'd ride a bike everywhere. Hmm. And see, that's why today, <clears throat> when it is such a big movement now, is saying the science says. Mm-hmm. The science says, you know, and, and Scripture said the foolishness of God is wiser than man. Yeah. But they're 
when they say that the science, what they're moving doing is actually moving God out. And I'm talking believers. You know what? And and yeah. and, and, and the, on, on, on the same strength, she was she was your, your dad's nurse. She was. She she twice. She, she left the hospital, and now she deals with geriatrics through a nursing home. Is yep. pulling the plug, quote unquote, playing God? You believe? No. Mm-mm. No. Because no. God is still in control. Oh yeah. I get yeah. Because that happened um, oh, with yeah. with your well, grandma uh-huh. and Uncle, with Uncle Byron. Yeah. You know, we had to take them off life support. And and that's what made the change in me because when we took my mom off life support, she asked, she lasted a couple of hours. My Uncle Byron lasted four days. And because I, it was from the time, from 1998 until the time to him in, in 2019, I always had in my mind, did I go too soon? Should I wait it, you know? And, and he lasted four days, and I was like, God's definitely in control, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that's why the brothers, the word, community, and all that stuff is so important <clears throat> when you're going through some stuff. But we look at death different. Yeah, it's a doorway. We, right. And it's it, nothing and but a doorway. It's, it's not a, a time to be sad because my mom died. She was having brain... Uh, what you, what you, uh, Aneurysm? No. Uh, seizures. Oh. Mm-hmm. And man, and she, she was going in and going out. And, and you know what? And, and she was in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't want to die in here. And I brought her home into my dining room. Mm-hmm. Put my table down and, and put her in the bed. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I, I, I talked to her until she passed. Yeah. Cecil. Cecil. And, and brother, then a nurse brother, home. Brother he said, I want to go home. Brother Foster. Brother Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the same way. Take, look, I, just take me home. I'm ready anyway. There's only so much you can do on this side. Yeah. And see, my mother had 10% brain activity. Yeah. And and so if I'm praying for God to to save her, what quality of life am I asking God to take her through? Yeah. God taking her home could be saving her too. That's what he said. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's the thing. My, when my mother-in-law, my, my, my sisters-in-laws are still fighting about my mother-in-law's death because they're blaming each other. And, and no matter how much I talk to each one of them and tell them, you're not God. <laughs> you didn't determine. You know, she died at home, mm-hmm. you know, in her sleep. And yeah, that was God. Mm-hmm. So you sitting here arguing, and she was a true lady of faith. I mean, <laughs> trusted, prayed all the time in God. So, I mean, why are you guys worried? Yeah. And I always tell you, y'all don't worry about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all see her again. Yeah. You know, why y'all sitting here arguing, you know, mm-hmm. so. And so the important, I think the important thing is to, to understand God and providence, yeah. the providence right. of God. Right. And that's why the study, uh, I called Wayman this week and I said, man, since, you know, we started doing this study on the providence of God, so much is jumping out. Just like when we did Revelation, yeah. so much stuff jumped out yeah. after going through that. And 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 I believe that's when um, when you start diligently, you know, he said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. He will open up or, or give you another mm-hmm. vision or give you another perspective on something. And so gaining the perspective on death and sickness and stuff is when you when you study in the word, you know you gain that you that aha moment. The, the more you read scripture, and the more you live, you can read the same scripture, and and it, you can read it again. and Say, I didn't see that. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you can quote it, mm-hmm. and it sounds different. Yeah. And you can live it, and it's different. Mm-hmm. That right. <laughs> that's a timeless book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the study. I mean, the study of God's word is is so intrinsic in how we ought to live. And that Bible study for thirty years, <laughs> which is a long time, and we still ain't covered it all. So, and don't know it all, right? But it helps because, like you said, we can study. Like this is the first time in a while we just studied a topic, right? But because of the scriptures and the years of studying so many things, I mean, we're going back and forth through the Old Testament and New Testament, finding things that shows truly what God's providence is. So it really helps. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and wow. it's great because the way society has changed now. Yeah. And we look at the word and be like, oh, that's why he said that. Yeah. Because, you know, the new things that's happening now compared. Because I never, when, when we started years ago, man, in, in the early 90s and stuff, we never thought society be like it was today. Yeah. But it, we find it in God's word. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing new. The only thing changes the players. Which that verse really helped me with a lot of things, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my takeaway for this episode is that trusting in God is a lifestyle. And I feel like we sometimes make that like circumstantial. Like in this circumstance, I'm going to trust God, but in other aspects, we're not going to trust God. So based like what, like the questions I was asking earlier about was it different to pray now? But it sounds like your prayers has changed because you always had that same amount of trust in God. And so yeah, that's my takeaway for the, today's episode: is trusting God as a lifestyle. And there is no fear mm-hmm. in God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you, you shouldn't be afraid what He has for you because it's all good, yeah. even when you don't get it. Yeah. Even when you don't get it. Yeah, so I can't do wrong, but I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I think I was like, when he said fear, I was just like, that was what I was going to say. I think my takeaway, I got a lot of encouragement from this conversation because it touched on fear, obviously faith, um, trust, all of the things that go into that relationship with God and make it so strong. But it was also put in a different perspective because of the severity of what you guys went through. And also you guys talked on the little things that helped you guys gain faith in God and trust God. And I think, yeah, my takeaway is that you have to have that trust. You have to have faith. You have to keep seeking him and no matter what you're doing and find joy um, in those things and the trials that you're going through as well. Um, I know that the Bible says that already, but still, it's just, you know, conversations also put that into perspective. So that was my takeaway. Um, my takeaway is that no matter how much I study, pray, fellowship, work out, eat right, I'm still going to leave here. <laughs> you know? And, I didn't know and, where you was going with that. <laughs> and, and it's not based on me. It's based on God. No, I'm not going to do anything to take me out of here earlier <laughs> on purpose. But I understand and and I trust in him that at one point, at some point in this world, in this time, that he's going to call me home. And how that happened, that's totally up to him. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Jeff, you have any takeaways? So anything that if if the listeners fast forward to this part of the episode, what should they gain? To just put your full trust in God, you know, it's it's a lifestyle. That that's my thing. My trust in God has become a lifestyle. So no matter what situation, no matter what problem, no matter what I face, I know that God is already in control of it. Mm. So I don't I don't have to to dwell on it as much. You know, like I said early on in my Christian walk, it was different, but now I would say full trust. In Christ, mm-hmm. that sounds like our T-shirt. Seek God first. Is that a plug? That at Blended <laughs> <laughs> Building Village Mall. <laughs> right on time. I need to get some like background music. You when know? you do that, I can just like drop it. Uh, Mr. Burke, any takeaways for the listeners? Well, <clears throat> there's joy in serving Him, mm-hmm. even though He's a mystery. Mm. You will never know what he has in store for you. That's right. But pay attention. Hmm. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many bang. Hold on, let me stop the music. There's so many bangers dropped in this in this uh, this little episode. I'm gonna have a whole bunch of like audio clips. but first of all thank you mr jeff and mr burke for coming on to this episode um and well that does it for this episode we thank you for tuning in to another episode of no negations podcast if this was your first time with us we'd love for you to join 
and subscribe to hear our upcoming discussions. If you want more information about this topic or others, go to www.nonegations.com. There you can review or print our show note transcripts. They're great for personal or group Bible studies. And if you like what you heard today, look for that review button. Click it and leave us a nice review. Tell us what you loved about this episode or which episode you heard was your favorite. You can also suggest future topics that you want us to discuss. You can And you can support us financially on our website by ordering any of our No Negations apparel or by donating. It helps us reach our monthly goals, buy new equipment, and provide good content. And if you are in or near the Canton, Ohio area, you can purchase our apparel at Blended, located in Belden Village Mall. It's right next door to the Macy's, so check us out. And if you are in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith, we invite you to join the No Negation social media community on Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube. We would love to have you join us. So until next time, remember, seek God first and never give up. Do say.